A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Red Men TV. It is deadline day. It is January the 31st and Liverpool are going to do absolutely no business whatsoever. Uh, thank you very much for joining me today of all days. The day when there's supposed to be news for the football club. The day when you're supposed to make signings. The day if you need midfielders, that it, all your questions and prayers are answered. But today, ladies and gentlemen, I'm afraid it doesn't look like that is going to happen. And that annoys me and it annoys you. Um, we are here with the Fan Interactive Show. We've not done one of these for a little while now to be honest with you um it's it, but yeah you know what these are shows that i really enjoyed doing the other week um uh, when we were doing them every night and it's obviously something that we want to get back into um just let us know if you're in the comments section uh how you are uh brandon lee says afternoon reds from a very sunny south africa even though it's a bit rainy on the lfc front feel like clock can come through with it Another doubters to believers statement. Um, on the other hand, uh, Scott Davies says, "Have no fear, I am here." Um, and then just you know, uh, seven four six um, says season is over. Then uh, what have we got here from this one? Uh, I mean, forget about Bellingham. Our biggest signing should make, be making FSG leave. Uh, and what have we got here? I still can't believe we're not going to sign anybody, said David McKenzie. Um, it is a bit true, isn't it? Now, anybody who's lived under a rock for the last few days, uh, I'm just going to give you a little bit of the story so far um, as far as Liverpool's January transfer window goes uh, and obviously where we are up to in the season itself. So Liverpool now lying ninth in the Premier League. We are 10 points behind fourth place with a game in hand. Uh, we've got to be able to win games to uh, gain points on those. So yeah, at the moment we're 10 points behind uh, fourth place. We've now been knocked out of the Carabao Cup. We've been knocked out of the FA Cup and we've got a Champions League last 16 tie uh, upcoming against... <sighs> The holders, Real Madrid, uh, who unfortunately for us beat us in the Champions League final last year. Um, recent form-wise, Liverpool have just lost to Brighton in the Cup. We've drawn with Chelsea in the league. We beat Wolves in an FA Cup replay. We lost to Brighton in the league. We drew with Wolves in the FA Cup. We lost to Brentford. We beat Leicester. We beat Villa and we lost to City in the Carabao. That is our uh, last few fixtures since the World Cup break. We've won three, drawn two and lost four since returning from the mid-season break. And Liverpool have only signed one player in this January transfer window. And that player, of course, is Cody Gapko. Now, Cody. Cody Gapko, right. Whew. Um, a sign in that, by all accounts, according to Chris Bascom, um, writer for The Telegraph here in England, um, he... Put it, put it out yesterday, actually, and I've got this up on the screen in front of me. Um, and we're talking now about Liverpool's midfield, of course. And, and I know we're talking Cody Gappa, but let me just bring it all together. Um, so, rewind to the final week of last season, the Champions League final build-up was dominated by injury concerns around Fabinho and Thiago because of the backup players, Naby Keita and Ox were not playing at the required level. There was a misplaced anticipation that they would be corrected before the start of the season. Instead, Liverpool made it clear as, as early as June that midfield reinforcements were not on the agenda for the summer of 2023 after losing out on uh, Tushimani to Real Madrid. Now, uh, if we come back from the screen, we can we can continue this in a little bit. Um, so what Chris is basically 
basically saying there is probably the perspective of fans and people outside the football club was that Liverpool would have those midfield reinforcements because of uh, the injury problems that we've had to the likes of Navi Cater and um, Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, the fact that we've had an ageing James Milner and an ageing Jordan Henderson uh, in the squad and Thiago's not getting any younger either. Um, in fact, probably one of the only players who was a, a, a decent age for a midfielder in the Premier League was Fabinho, whose form since then has obviously fallen off a cliff, unfortunately. Um, we then decided, because of injuries early on in the season, that we would sign Arthur Mello on loan from Juventus. And that kind of backfired because no more than six minutes of, of game time later, maybe, um, Arthur Mello has an injury uh, and is out and we've not seen him ever since. What that's meant, I believe, is that Liverpool's midfield has struggled. I think it's struggled for a few reasons. I think the legs in the middle of the park, as I'm sure everyone will agree with, aren't quite there. Uh, I think Fabinho's form has fallen off a cliff. Jordan Henderson's not the player that he was. Uh, Thiago is a one-man band at the moment, but a one-man band that's covering all kinds of ground. And, and probably the last couple of games, his passing probably hasn't been there either. He's probably playing too many minutes himself. Um, Naby Keita is being forced into the last three starts. Um, and, a, and a guy who's probably body you don't... Um, trust but a player that you do trust when he's on the ball because he's absolutely superb it's just how long can he do it for we've obviously got the injury concerns around Ox and Curtis Jones isn't hitting the form that he did a couple of years ago and Harvey Elliott quite hasn't adapted to the field position as well as we thought he might in fact he's played the last couple of games from wing positions one on the right one on the left etc etc and that brings us back to where well where are you going with Cody Gapko on this Chris well let me tell you, um, and this is what caused a little bit of air on Twitter yesterday. Um, let me just see if I can find it. So according to Chris Bascom, uh, and we can go back to the screen now, Gapco's availability changed the plan as Klopp determined pressing from the front would help his midfield and defence. There is justification to the argument that the absence of Louis Diaz, Diogo Jota and Roberto Firmino has had a knock-on impact on those playing the high in them. And Gakpo had his best game since signing on Sunday. He is a long-term investment, but his arrival has done nothing to fix the here and now of the midfield malaise. Um, and I think that sums it up quite well. So I think what Chris is trying to say is that look, Klopp decided that the pressing from the front was nowhere near as good as what we've seen. And that's without the likes of Bobby Firmino, obviously the lead, the, the, the Sadio Mane left and Louis Diaz injury, Joe Gujota injury, Salah can't do it all on his own and again is getting older. So we've decided to put Cody Gapko in there and hopefully save ourselves a few quid down the line because Klopp, uh, when we signed him... Uh, uh, in December, I know we obviously signed him on the 1st of January, but it was quoted in December, uh, again, in one of Chris Bascom's articles, actually, that he actually felt like now was the time to buy him before he came became a 40-goal-a-season player, um, and therefore... Uh, we would have to spend much, 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 much more money on him. I don't think it's quite worked out like that. The plan might have been to get him in and get him pressing and all that type of stuff, and then the midfield looks a little bit better. But the fact that the last two games we've literally sacrificed a high press in terms of a mid-block would suggest that either he's not at the level yet or that he can't do it. And I would hope to think that it's the former, that he's just not at the level yet. Liverpool's pressing system is very, obviously, very difficult and takes a long time to learn, all that type of stuff. But what it does mean is that, unfortunately, Liverpool have been left shy of numbers in the middle of the park um, let's have a little look at one of the comments here um, with Ox and Naby going in the summer we need at least three or four midfield signings Hendon Millie can't be relied upon for two games a week anymore and Jones just doesn't look ready we're muddled um, said Dave um, yeah um, and somebody who's disagreeing to what was just said uh, I mean Griffith says Lol, we were crap with Diaz Fit people forget that we dropped points with Fulham and Crystal Palace and got humiliated by Napoli and United um, well yeah I mean was was the Fulham game the one where Diaz basically single-handedly tried to get us back into that to be fair to him but I mean you, you are right I mean we weren't we weren't great at the start of the season We I think we would have thought maybe with the likes of Louis Diaz fit that we'd actually have got back into things at the moment but uh, or into some kind of form but we didn't unfortunately Gareth Grecian Bacetti just shown how much legs in midfield is needed it shows that Fabinho may be past it now um, that, that, that is like that's the one thing. I mean, I've been saying for a few weeks now that I don't think Fabinho is quite past it. I think, you know, when you put a couple of people around him and all that type of stuff, maybe we can see a better uh, Fabinho. 
Ah, I was talking out my ass there, wasn't I? Because I think right now it looks like Fabinho is kind of done and dusted, and that's mad because it's an all-time drop-off if that is the case for uh, Fabinho. It's just mental how much he's dropped off, and maybe it's got something to do with he's just had a, a, a newborn kid and all that type of stuff, but you just got to get on with it, haven't you? It's part of life, like, you know what I mean? You just get on with it, mate. Get a nanny. Make sure you're not getting up for them midnight feeds and get yourself back into some kind of form. And I think probably part of the problem was that he had no rest. We couldn't take him out the firing line. And it's only recently with the emergence of Stefan Bajcetic and the trust that we've shown in Stefan Bajcetic that we've actually been able to give him some rest. And maybe he'll be better for that. But judging by what happened when he came on the other day, lads, head's gone. Big time. Lad's head has gone. Uh, let's see if I can find some more comments to go through. Um, John Egan makes a good point, actually, to be fair. Uh, this car crash has been three years in the making. And, and I think what's so infuriating for me right now and, and why I agree with John is that I think the planning here is uh, is gone by the wayside and there's multiple or a multitude of reasons for that um, one of those reasons for me is that you know we didn't strengthen from a position of strength when we won the league when we won the European Cup we didn't strengthen enough back then um, now you just have to look down the road at Arsenal Football Club now we've hit the top of the Premier League and are looking at signing players look they're in for Casado they've made £70 million bids if you believe that it looks like they could be doing all that type of stuff they're looking at Declan Rice in the summer and they are that is exactly what you need to do you need to strengthen from a position of strength and Arsenal are taking advantage of Liverpool and Manchester City's downturn in form they're upturn in form as well they're, the fact that they're playing good football the fact that they've got a manager the players who probably want to play for because he played at a high level and, and did good things in the game and learned from Pep Guardiola and is looking like he's building a proper side down there at Arsenal and that is that is what Liverpool should have done and instead what Liverpool have done unfortunately is we've lost the man who's got or many of those signings that made us compete at the very highest level uh, in Michael Edwards. We've let him go out the door and then there's a succession plan there, isn't there, with the likes of Julian Ward. And Julian Ward comes into the job, you know, he's been trained and he, he knows exactly what Liverpool is about and how we're supposed to do it. He's been there for the best part of 10 years and he's ready and primed. And listen, there is always going to be, you, you can't mitigate a, a change like Michael Edwards leaving Liverpool Football Club, but you can you can mitigate the damage a little bit. Um, you're, not, you're not going to have Michael Edwards in charge, but you're going to have a lad that he's trained up and all that type of stuff. But not for a second do I think, because of human nature, that at any point... Um, Julian Ward isn't going to change the transfer plans because he's his own man. That is human nature. You would. You might just go, oh, well, we'll do that instead of what they were, what they were planning. That's absolutely fine. We've got no issue whatsoever with doing any of those types of things. Um, what then happens is Julian Ward leaves. Now, the rumours are Liverpool aren't going to replace him until he leaves, so this time there isn't going to be a succession plan. But what this means, these changes behind the scenes do affect Liverpool moving forward. Maybe more power is given to the likes of Jürgen Klopp, and Jürgen Klopp then decides what to do. And Maybe, um, maybe a midfielder was... Look, I, I want to sign this guy. I want to. I think we can fix the pressure like this. And you've got to give the manager. He's got the credits in the bank to be able to back him. But right now, it doesn't look like it's working, doesn't it? And that's I think the problem um, for me. Um, I'm going to go into some of the comments. We need players. Chris can pronounce. <laughs> says Quadbot. Indeed, we do. We need. Indeed, we do. Uh, let's have a look at this one. Klopp needs to approach this as he is back at day one, says Jared Egan. Uh, absolutely. And then we've got Joylan Ward, who says Liverpool is in such a mess. I worry where we'll be this time next year. Um, yeah, tough man. Tough man. Uh, and then we've got here... Um, Ayman Bensadia, why the owners decide not to spend? Why? Yeah. And that's the $64,000 question, isn't it? Why haven't Liverpool spent on a midfielder? And we'll maybe come to this a little bit later on in the show. Got a bit of a running order that I want to talk about with each and every one of you. Um, so I think next is is a move that could happen today, uh, to be quite honest with you. I think Nat Phillips looks like he could be going out the door. Um there are a number of clubs that are interested in Liverpool's fifth-choice centre-back, Nat Phillips. Um, Southampton, Bournemouth, Benfica, it's all attempted loans, uh, all attempted moves last summer, but the Athletics' James Pearce has now reported uh, that Galatasaray are leading the chase for the 25-year-old, despite clubs from the Bundesliga also making contact. Phillips is, Phillips is said to be open 
uh, to the idea of making the move to Istanbul with frontrunners Galatasaray top of the Super League. It is claimed that there are three options when it comes to a deal with a permanent transfer, a loan to buy a deal and a straight up loan all up for discussion. And I think this is probably why we recalled uh, Reese Williams from his loan at Blackpool, isn't it? Uh, just a few days ago, because I think uh, Liverpool have probably thought, you know what, with Nat Phillips going out the door, maybe Reese Williams comes back in, takes his place there. Um, uh, maybe they, they, there's probably a little bit of trust that Virgil van Dijk's coming back sooner rather than later, and maybe the, that injury isn't going to linger on and hopefully get re-aggravated and all that type, hopefully not get re-aggravated and all that type of stuff. So this one kind of makes sense for me. I think there is a point actually to be made around how Liverpool at the moment um, seem to be heading to a bit of a sticky situation in terms of homegrown talent, don't they? Um, Liverpool right now registered seven homegrown players. Nat Phillips was obviously one of them. I think Cueven Kelleher will have been one of them. Alex Oxley-Chamberlain will have been one of them. Jordan Henderson, James Milner. Uh, who else would we be there? Uh, we did this the other day on the show. There's two more as well. Uh, but Nat Phillips, oh, Joe Gomez is certainly one of them. Trent Alexander-Arnold will be the seventh. Now, you can obviously register eight, and if you register eight homegrown players, you get to register 25 players in your Premier League uh, squads. We registered 23, but we had youngsters, the likes of Bajetic and Harvey Elliott and Carvalho, and, 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 and that's probably it, maybe. There's probably a few more um, that didn't need to be registered for the Premier League because they're under 21 years old. So that's fine. So we've still got, we had that 23-man squad, but we had the ability to probably play about 30-odd, uh, maybe more if you want to include youngsters uh, who haven't got a chance of making a first-team thing. But Liverpool in an ideal world with 63 games last season, hopefully 63 games next season, phew, that would be nice, wouldn't it, if we can get back to those levels, although I am absolutely dreaming now. Um, it would be nice for Liverpool to have the required number of homegrown players. Now, homegrown players come with a tax, obviously, uh, a big fat 15 to 20 million on top because they are homegrown. But that, I think, is why Liverpool have been linked with the likes of Mason Mount. Um, yeah, it is. Anyway, let's have a look at this one. LFC Malu, we should have sold Phillips after the 2021 season, in my opinion, got cash in opportunities at the height of their value. Uh, you know why? I can totally understand that. Like, um, we really should have. Um, Sukbeer says, starting to think that Manny leaving is the one main reason we've dipped so much. He helped us to defend from the front with the new players not doing that and used to scoring goals, which they are not. Manny was an interesting one, isn't he? Because he was the catalyst and he was the first signing through the door of this incredible Jürgen Klopp side that went on and won everything um, in football uh, that they could win um, eventually being crowned champions of the fucking world uh, Manny was the first one through the door and he for me epitomised everything that Jürgen Klopp's side should have been and the point, point I think I was going to move on to was that yes he helped us lead from the front yes he was a brilliant winger but it was his adaptability to be able to play up front at the end of last season that really drove us on when Louis Diaz came into the football club and that right now is what we're crying out for isn't it that fellow who can score a goal a game and just maybe have one or two opportunities and get the ball in the back of the net you know Nunes needs to see, seems to need about five opportunities and isn't quite as adept at putting the ball away as we've maybe hoped uh, when we all watched them as soon as Liverpool signed them and went back and watched those Benfica games and the games that he played against us and we all did our own scouting sessions on him. His finishing looked absolutely fucking lethal uh, and he's come to Liverpool and his finishing looks absolutely fucking shit at times. Uh, although, that being said, he gets into absolutely wonderful positions as well. Um, but yeah, it's just a little bit frustrating sometimes, isn't it, when you do all this homework on somebody and they come in and they know you're not quite as good as you thought they were, but he's a young guy and I back him and he's absolutely nuts on the football field and he gets Gets those chances and opportunities. Um, so I do back them, I really do. Uh, let's see if we've got some more stuff going on over here. Um, the field we want isn't available this window. It's that simple, says Toby Laroni. Um, we'll come on to that a little bit later. I say I've got a couple of a couple more things um to talk through. LFC Duban uh, Durban, sorry, says Joe Gomez should be allowed to leave and not Phillips. Joe Gomez has been in decent enough form, I suppose. You know, the fact that he's versatile as well, I think, is important when you're thinking about the Nat Phillips and the Joe Gomez thing. Nat Phillips can play centre back. Joe Gomez can at least cover Trent Alexander Arnold as well, which right now it looks like he needs to do because Calvin Ramsey doesn't seem to be anywhere near uh, the first team, does he, because of injuries and stuff. 
We're going to move on then to, to Luke Chambers uh, next, who is set uh, for a Kilmarnock loan. Uh, the homegrown team will just spend the rest of the season in Scotland. It's done and dusted now. Homegrown academy player Luke Chambers has joined Kilmarnock on loan for the rest of the season. The 18-year-old defender has been with Liverpool since he was six years old. Over the summer, he signed the first professional contract with the club. Um... So they, they, their left-back, Ben Crescent, will be likely out for the rest of the season with an injury, so Chambers is expected to slot right into the team. Good opportunity for Chambers to get playing time for a top team. Uh, and one more, we've got a little clip here, actually, that I want to go to. I should have gone to it just slightly earlier, actually. Um, but this is a little bit of something from Ian Doyle, Liverpool uh, Echo writer, uh, on Ben Doak and Bobby Clark. That might happen is if they decide someone like because they're at the FA Cup now, they decide someone like Bobby Clark or Ben Doak and they go, Right, yeah, you get yourself a bit more senior experience, go off to this particular club. And for those two, I'd be, I'd be looking at top half of the championship because I think both of them are very good and I think they're going to have a part to play for Liverpool in the senior team for quite a few years to come. We've seen what's happened with Bajketic uh, this year. Once you get in and you do well, Klopp's the kind of player who, uh, manager, sorry, who showed with. All the way back with Trent Alexander-Arnold, that if you get in and you're good enough, you're staying in. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. And I think certainly someone like Doak and Clark, to a lesser extent, says you've seen a little bit of Clark and he has impressed. But Ben Doak, he is somebody who's crying out. He's just sort of plug and play, ready to go for first-team football. And I think a championship loan, if he was to get one, would be a wonderful move for him. Because like you say, out of both domestic cups now, we're not likely to see a lot of him. It'd be minutes here and there. He's not going to start. You wouldn't imagine a single game. Um, so, yeah, I think a loan for him would actually be a really smart move. So there you go, straight from the horse's mouth. It could be the, the likes of Ben Doak or uh, Bobby Clark maybe make moves today. I've not seen anything this morning when I've been looking into the news stories and stuff um, as far as anybody who's actually interested and stuff. The Ben Doak one would surprise me, though. Uh, but that's from our um, uh, JNO Insight show um, with uh, Ian Doyle yesterday, available on Redmen Plus. There's so much stuff going on on Redmen Plus at the moment. Expert insights, Geno insights, deep dive, extra deep dive shows, which we're also putting out on YouTube. Um, there's so much stuff there at the moment, and you know it's nice to get away from the the buzz of of Liverpool and just find out the what the what the meat is off of each of these stories and listen to these actual experts talking. Um, makes a big difference from just opinion. <laughs> Um, so, next story then. Um, potential loan deals to be done maybe today. Um, so, are Liverpool looking at midfield loan deals? Well, um, I'll tell you one man who thinks it's a possibility. Um, the male Simon Jones is suggesting that Liverpool are looking at some top clubs in European football. So, the likes of... Um, Dun, 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 dun. Juventus, Paris Saint-Germain and Atletico Madrid could be hunting grounds with a loan sought to add their numbers in midfield. This cannot be taken as fact, though, and it says there, you can see it, uh, as, this, as fact, despite and because of the deadline they deal to bring in Arthur on a season-long loan from Juventus in the summer. That means that we literally can't sign another player from Juventus. So Simon Jones there is talking out of his anus. Um, but it could be an option for us. I mean, it didn't work out particularly well last time out for us with Arthur, did it? not going to say that that one went down the treat. I mean, imagine if the lad comes in, though. Just imagine if he comes in and he's absolutely fucking superb. I mean, how good would that be? The chances of that happening. Oh, man. It's difficult right now being a Liverpool fan, isn't it? It's like it's supposed to be the stuff that we look forward to, the hope, the glimmer of joy at the end of each week. You know, you can guarantee the Reds are going to get you three points and play well. That is so far from the truth right now. In fact, the games are fucking horrible because you know we're probably going to get beat. I mean, who had this feeling when Sean Dyche was announced at Everton? Oh, fuck off. 
does that mean that Dice is going to do a number on us? Um, did anyone else have that feeling? That was the first thing that I thought. And I got WhatsApps about it and everything. And you just know he's gonna. they've written it in the fucking stars, haven't they? That Sean Dice is going to come in and shit on Liverpool with one of the worst Everton sides you've ever seen. Because that's what will happen. That's what it feels like. The world is just tumbling down on us right now. Liverpool, why didn't you just sign the midfielder? Liverpool, you've got like, come on, you've got 12 hours and 34 and minutes and 30 or 40 seconds. Can you just sign a midfielder, please? Liverpool, we're desperate. We need a midfielder. Come on. We need a midfielder, man. Jesus. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely, Nate. Uh, who just says, low blockers to death, which I can totally understand. Totally understand. Um, yeah, okay, well, we'll move it on then. Um, got another story coming up for you right now, um, and this one is Connor Gallagher being linked with Liverpool. Okay, I don't really believe it myself, to be honest, but okay. So according to the boot room, Liverpool are keeping an eye on Chelsea midfielder Conor Gallagher on deadline day, despite Jürgen Klopp insisting no signings were due. Right. Yeah, okay, so Jürgen Klopp's literally said we're not going to sign anyone. Um, but the Daily Mail have suggested that Gallagher is a player Liverpool like. Okay, so let's look at what the Daily Mail said. Um, what they want, midfielders. Priority is to sign Jude Bellingham for Borussia Dortmund in the summer and Matthias Nunes of Wolves. Also like Chelsea's Gallagher and Brighton's Casado. Right. So are we going to sign Conor Gallagher here? Because it doesn't sound like it. It sounds like we like him. I'd be very shocked if we went for Conor Gallagher, to be honest. It sounds very Everton or Newcastle, that. Um, and I can't imagine that Chelsea would want to sell him to us anyway, but then I can't imagine they'd want to sell him Mason Mount either. There is absolutely no way. I will eat this hat or a portion of this hat if Liverpool sign Conor Gallagher today. Or attempt to eat this hat, or attempt to eat. I'll take a big bite out of my own hat. My own hat that I bought in Las Vegas when I went to see the Las Vegas Raiders against the Arizona Cardinals on the first day of the NFL season this year. If anyone's wondering why a, a, a Minnesota Vikings fan is wearing a Vegas hat, this is why, because I went there and it was a souvenir. No, no, no one was wondering anyway, I'm sure of um, Let's have a look live a bed. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue also you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states united healthcare short-term insurance plans underwritten by golden rule insurance company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage for you learn more at uh1.com hey there it's michelle norris i'm host of a podcast called your mama's kitchen when i travel i'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when i'm not at home and one of the things i love to do when i am at home is entertain and airbnb allows me to do that when i was in california recently i rented a house that had a great kitchen and when we were sitting around the table we we're all thinking we're in someone else's house someone could be in all of our homes as well if you have a home but you're not always at home you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Anyone will do. Gallagher runs and presses for days. He looks like an okay player. I mean, I'm not sure he's brilliant or anything, but he's okay. He's okay. Um, Darth Sidious. He massively impressed me when he played for Palace, and there's not many in the league with as much energy as him. Completely agree, completely agree. What have we got going on here? Uh, Chris, Ball Street Deadline Day, please. Stream, please. Fake player rumour will give us a bit of joy. Ha, ha, ha. I think we've done enough fake player rumours. We're literally not signing anybody. We're literally, we're not signing anybody today. Um, so anything that is linked with Liverpool is fake. Fake, 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 fake. And this probably brings me on to the Nunes and Bellingham plan for the summer. Um, and I'm going to play you a couple of clips from Florian Plettenberg, who works for Sky, um, journalist. 
um, covers German football and stuff. So have a little look at this and we'll discuss it when we come back. Nunes. This is one you tweeted about, obviously, a Wolves player now, and you tweeted early on in the summer, I think it was August, about Nunes, um, and Liverpool being interested in signing him, along with a few other clubs. Obviously, he ends up at Wolves. How do you see his future now? Because there have been reports in recent weeks that Liverpool have kind of done the groundwork on a deal for the summer, potentially for him. It's good that you asked me about him. Um I got a text message uh, two hours ago, and uh, in, in that text message, I, I got the confirmation that Liverpool is for sure it's an interesting club for the player for Nunez. Um, but I also hear that it's not concrete with Liverpool at at this stage. Sure, they have to be they they have to have other candidates mm -hmm. instead of Bellingham for the central midfield, um, and I'm convinced that. That Nunes is is one of them, but as I, as I said, um, they would do, they will do everything for Jude Bellingham, and if they pay him, I don't expect they have the money for one more player in the range of, don't know, fifty, sixty, seventy million. So um, Nunes is a potential candidate mm -hmm. for sure, um, but if you ask me now, I would say it's not hot, hot, hot right now. Hear from Liverpool that they are very, very optimistic to to get him. They they had talks with him with his management or whatever, and I heard that that Julian Ward is one of the guys um, who's who's pushing for him. By the way, that that's his task at the moment. Um, but I have the the confirmation and exclusive that that there were no talks between Klopp mm -hmm. and Jude Bellingham so far. Yeah, that's interesting. Um... Liverpool, I mean, every single fan certainly wants Jude Bellingham. He's a wonderful talent, like you said. Um, you also mentioned in the tweet that Liverpool have offered him the chance to become the new Steven Gerrard. Um, just how do you envisage that sale sort of happening? Like, do you think Liverpool are offering the freedom in midfield that we can build a team around you? Is it that sort of thing? I know, and and, and that's my, my information. Jude Bellingham is the top, 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 top target for Liverpool in the summer. And um, I, I have tweeted it month ago um, because I had that info around Jurgen Klopp and Jurgen Klopp is um, intensively pushing for that Jude Bellingham player mm -hmm. and I have been told that he is one of the key figures in the future. He, They want to build the midfield around that Jude Bellingham um, but it's not easy to get him um, and as you know um, Jurgen Klopp has a lot of tasks within the team um, it's, it's not easy So there you go, that was Dan Club talking to Florian Plettenberg a couple of weeks ago about uh, Matthias Nunes, of course, and uh, Jude Bellingham, which has been the name on Liverpool's lips now since Mbappe wasn't. Um, so, where do we stand? This is where it, it all sort of stems from, really, and the crux of this show is all around the midfielders, isn't it? And, and Liverpool right now don't look like they're going to be signing a midfielder at all. Uh, and LFC Martu, Martu, I think? Marlu, apologies, says riots if Bellingham doesn't come. By the way, we've essentially thrown away a whole year for nothing in that case. And this is what it comes down to, doesn't it? And this is it. Liverpool need to sign you Bellingham. Liverpool, I think, need Champions League football if they want to sign you Bellingham. Liverpool, maybe the way that they're acting, it seems like they don't think we need Champions League football to get you Bellingham. And that would surprise me, a player of his quality, uh, not wanting to be in the Champions League. But maybe maybe if Liverpool think that they can get him, it's about the long-term vision of the football club. Um, and of that, I think we can be sure with Jurgen Klopp at the helm, we're OK. You know, hopefully this season is just a dip. But And the Mateus Nunes one, obviously, that couldn't be a January signing as well because he's obviously played for two football clubs already and, and UEFA regulations mean that he can't play for three in a season, yada, yada, yada. So this looks like these are the two deals that Liverpool are trying to get done in the summer. Jude Bellingham, uh, Mateus Nunes, and pair him with maybe a Thiago or a Bicetic or a hopefully a Fabinho maybe gets his form back or whatever, who knows. But I think Marlou's right there is that we kind of look a bit stupid if Jude Bellingham goes somewhere else. And, like, you know, it doesn't bother me if people want to call Liverpool a banter football club. Liverpool is the most successful side in English football, the biggest side in English football, and we're not a banter club. Um, banter clubs don't 
win European Cups at the regularity that Liverpool Football Club do. Banter clubs don't win trophies with the regularity that Liverpool Football Club do. Banter clubs are the likes of... Well, I'll let you fill in the blanks there, but uh, maybe another one over the park in Liverpool. Um, that Liverpool is certainly not a banter club, but it will feel like Liverpool have made a massive fuck-up if Duke Bellingham goes somewhere else because it feels like we've put all our eggs into this basket and... Uh, I don't know whether we're going to get him. I mean, it's a huge amount of money and I think a lot of Liverpool fans that I'm speaking to right now would just rather sign somebody who improves the side today because I don't want to watch Liverpool play the way that we've been playing over the last four weeks, again, for the rest of this season. Time again, time and again, time and again, time and again. Crap midfield, crap midfield, crap midfield. I just want Liverpool to sign a midfielder and if that means that we maybe don't sign... Uh, Matthias Nunes in the summer, then so be it. Like get somebody through the door, but it's not doesn't look likely. And Liverpool plan might be better than my plan, you know. But I just don't feel like I just don't feel like we're gonna get it done. And then I don't know whether it's because we've had the Mbappe thing for two years, and you know there's always lads that we're linked with for ages and ages that we don't get done. Maybe Liverpool know something we don't, and hopefully Liverpool do know something we don't. But the plan is clearly Nunes, and the plan is clearly Bellingham. And do we trust in the plan, or because of Liverpool's form right now, do we not trust in the plan? Um, I want to trust in the plan, I really do, but I also don't want to sit through watching us play shit for the next three or four months at the same time. I mean, we've got numbers in the middle of the park. Everybody knows the, the lads that we've got available, but are the lads that we've got available good enough? That's the question. Um, I don't know. I really hope Liverpool do sign Jim Bellingham. I think everybody's in the same boat there, aren't they? I'd like Liverpool to sign Matthias Nunes. I know some people are up on him and some people are down on him and whatever, but... It seems like we're just putting too much hope on a couple of lads and one lad, really. Um, let's have a little look at this comment there. Uh, what have we got here coming in? Uh, the plan is agonising, says Gareth. Um, and then we've got one from Mikey. He says, I'm more concerned about the business we've done than the business we aren't doing. The last two signings, Arthur Mello and Gakpo, don't feel like Klopp players, feel like an Edwards left. They've got no clue. That's an interesting one, actually. The Mello one, I think, obviously... If you think that Liverpool are going to get it done and you think the injuries aren't too bad and you think that the Fabinho's a dipping form and Jordan Henderson's a dipping form, then I can rationalise the Arthur Mello signing. Uh, the Gakpo one feels like, you know, right, Sam, same as Diaz. You're looking for him over there. Manchester United, right, we'll have him over there. We're a bigger club than you. We'll nick him, even though we're not playing quite as well as you this season so far. Um, I understand that. And Gakpo does have the feeling of a... To me, of a of a clock play, isn't it the ground running like I would have wanted? Don't get me wrong, but we're three games in or something, aren't we? Into his Liverpool career, and he's played left wing, he's played centre forward. It's a difficult one for him. Oh, I will hang me hat on the fact that he played much better last time out against Brighton than he did against Chelsea. Um, and he plays across. If you want to move to a four three three formation, you can play across all three positions. If you want to move to a, a, a play in a ten, he can play the ten and the forward positions as well. So he does feel like a cop player. The versatility is there. He's tall. He's quick. He's tricky. He's technical. Maybe not as strong as I would like. Um, but yeah. So. Um, I suppose that answers that. Uh, Les Cullet says, we should have had McAllister and Tielemans already through the door and that would have been an interesting one as well. You can see the business, the bits that uh, Brighton are doing now and McAllister obviously a big part of that and Tielemans a good player as well. Uh, let's have a little look at this one then. Um, I mean, says, United sends so many workhouse players without Champions League football. Players are not going to turn us down with no Champions League football as long as we offer them attractive wages. It's a very interesting point actually, not really considered it from, from that standpoint uh, today. So yeah, I completely agree with that. Um, and let's see what we've got here. Toby says he's versatile, which is more important for me. Absolutely agree with that. Um, so there we go. Yeah, I suppose that's 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 kind of it on the the Nunes and um, Bellingham stuff. I suppose the next thing to do really is maybe just have a little look around the league and see what's happening. So obviously we've been live now for a few minutes. Let's have a look at Sky Sports transfer uh, updates. Um, Spurs signed teenager Soon Sup Bell from Chelsea. That's an interesting one. Manchester United youngster tip for a Newport loan. Arsed. Um, Arsenal targeting Russo or Brun. Arsenal came in yesterday with a rather large offer for Alessia Russo. Russo had a contract in the season, which you can talk as women's football, so we'll move on. Not that it, there's nothing wrong with that, it's just that I thought it was Arsenal football men's team. Um, let's see, is there anyone? Oh, 
looks like he's at, that Atletico Madrid centre-back is primed to be announced as Nottingham Forest players arrived at the training ground from medical. Interesting. Felipe is at the... Oh, uh, Liverpool signing. Dowie coming in from Reading. Uh, Natasha Dowie on loan from Reading for Liverpool's women's team. Strikers returns clubs who won back-to-back -back, uh, women's Super League titles within 2013 and 14. Doesn't look like there's too much going on here, does there? Um, the big one, I suppose, is... Let's have a little look at this. Um... Joao Cancelo says his goodbye to Manchester City. It looks like that deal for Bayern Munich is now done. Um, interesting. Um, Aston Villa, great loan deal, load of shite. Enzo Fernandez will miss Benfica's game tonight as Chelsea pushed to finalise a British record £105 million deal. But reports in Portugal claim Star midfield is now closer to staying in Lisbon. So the, I think the deal around the Enzo Fernandez stuff, obviously, we all saw him in the World Cup. We all saw how brilliant he was. We all probably wanted Liverpool to try and sign him as well. The deal is quite expensive. It's more expensive than I thought it was going to be when I was watching him in the World Cup. That is for certain. Looks like it's going to be spread over eight and a half years, much like the Mudrick deal um, that Chelsea managed to get through the door before the rules are changed around financial fair play, which means in the summer, those deals have to be spread over five years. Chelsea spreading these deals over eight and a half years. This could take their spending up to £650 million in the last few windows, which is absolutely mental. Todd Bowley doing his absolute level best uh, to spend £1.25 on Chelsea, uh, which was earmarked as part of the sale uh, of Chelsea Football Club. So, I mean, there's a shorter space of time as possible basically uh, bit mad bit mad indeed um, let's see some of the comments here the, the Cancelo one's interesting is it did he have a did he have a bit of a falling out with Guardiola or something around the Arsenal game is that what this one is now thingy but Enzo Fernandez Chelsea I mean Chelsea are fucking hell man Chelsea are like the same as us Roughly there or thereabouts in the Premier League with us. The form's not been anywhere near good enough. And they are just fucking going for it, aren't they? They're trying to turn this football club around. We're just dough after dough after dough on what looked like good player after good player after good player. Potter, my word, he has had some fucking backing, hasn't he? It's mental. Mental. I can't believe it, to be honest. Sander Berg wants Newcastle, but FFP are kicking in, apparently. Uh, there we go. Let's see that one. Uh, this is Andy Byrne, 50. Um, okay, not sure about that, but uh, Sander Berg has been linked to moves away, so I've not heard anything. Uh, they're basically saying that Cancelo is one of the ones showing a lack of effort and desire, I think, says LFC Marlow again. Oof. Oh, here we go. Here it is. Uh, 746x we are cheap it's as simple as that and we've had a super chat thank you so much uh, 699 Canadian dollars by the looks for anyone knows how bad salary has been this season controversial comment but maybe it's time to cash in on Mo Donald thank you for the super chat um, I think Mo has been a problem in that the team can't work him into space anymore I did a deep dive on Mo Salah with Josh Williams uh, about where his goals were from um, and we're just not working him into space and I, and I don't think that Mo is the problem I think Mo is a brilliant player and will score goals if you give him those opportunities I just think because of the team struggles we're not we're not able personally Donald to get him in uh, to those positions that we want him in at the moment and I think that's why we've had a, a little bit of a struggle there to be honest with you uh, let's have a look at some of the older ones uh, older comments here uh, Bacetic is a nice surprise that surely saves us 50 million plus on a DM. Him as first choice with Hendo Fab, second choice. You'd like to think that saving can be spelled elsewhere. Like on a new central midfielder! Absolutely. Uh, a little bit of a funny comment here from John Carroll. Can we hijack Nottingham Forest bid for John Joe Selby, please? Oh, God, we've done that. We don't want to do that anymore. But I know you're taking the piss, so it's absolutely fine. Uh, and LFC Marlu just jumping in on the Salah stuff. Salah's a victim of everything else, not working, essentially. Absolutely. Um, I had to think that everybody was laughing at Chelsea. Now look, says Andy Byrne, 50, absolutely. Um, so there we go. There we go. Here's somebody who wants to sell a load of players. Skyjacker said we would like to sell Jota, Gomez. We should sell, sorry, Jota, Gomez, Ox, Cater and Henderson. Jota, no, not for me. Gomez, potentially. Ox, well, he's probably leaving. Kate is probably leaving and Jordan Anderson. Could we get money for Jordan Anderson? It's an interesting one. Uh, we've had another super chat. Thank you so much to Asim Mahmood. Keep up the great work, Chris. Liking the cap too. They're now my second team, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders, as I say. They go to see them. 
um, in Las Vegas in that new stadium. Oh my word, what a fucking stadium that is, by the way. It's fully indoors because it's in the middle of Las Vegas, so it's therefore in the desert and it's fully air conditioned. The whole stadium. Like, imagine how much money it costs to air condition a room. Imagine how much money it costs to air condition a sixty to seventy thousand seater stadium, and it was glorious, absolutely glorious. And Nelly was playing the halftime music, and it was brilliant. Uh, and I think Santana did a little bit beforehand because <sighs> it's Vegas. And to get on how stupid they were. They did a fucking flyover with you know with the jumbo with the jets and all that, like five plane flyover. Did you hear what I said about it being a completely indoor stadium? Flyover, indoor stadium. Put it on the screen. Completely pointless. May as well have just played a video of a flyover. But it's Vegas, so they never fools. But anyway, the boss. Um, who's winning the Super Bowl, Chris? I'm going Kansas City, says LFC Marlowe. I would like Kansas City to win the Super Bowl. I think Patrick Mahomes is absolutely superb. The likes of Chris Jones, obviously, defensive lineman, interior guy, absolutely superb as well. Frank Clark stepped up big time against the Bengals. But I do think it might be for the Philadelphia Eagles and Jalen Hurts' time. Um mainly because I'm not sure that the high ankle sprain that's been holding Patrick Mahomes back in the last game and obviously put him out against the Jaguars in the divisional round, he's, he's going to be back in time. I think the Philadelphia Eagles are just a better all-round team. There's a better defence than the KC one, led, of course, um, by Spags, um, Steve Spagnola. But, uh, yeah, I'd like KC to win, but I do think it's going to be Eagles. Daniel agrees with me. Eagles have it, as Daniel Levin. Um Okay, here's a good question for you. Back onto the footy. Only built for Cuban. How do you grade that activity within the transfer window? <sighs> wow. Don't take this the wrong way. Because I do think that Gakpo is going to be a good signing for Liverpool. But I'm grading our activity this transfer window as a D. Now, the D is mainly because we haven't addressed the issues that quite clearly exist within the squad. So Gakpo, I think, is probably, right now, he's looking like a, a B-minus signing with the potential to get an A-plus grade at the end of the season or next season or whatever. Um, and I do think he's going to work, I really do. I, I trust and hope that he will work. But for grade in the window, we haven't done anything that we needed to do. And therefore, it's a D quite easily. Um, whoo. We've got a grade out of 10 here from, I mean, Griffiths, who just says it's a 5 out of 10. Um, uh, oh, my God. Nukululenko Nguena. Sorry. Uh, this transfer window is a 1 out of 10 for me. If we somehow get Gallagher tonight, we shoot up to a 4 out of 10. Wow. Here's a good, here's a good one as well. Uh, John Cale says, we really miss Bobby Firmino. Our attack looks lifeless. Agreed. Agreed. LFC Marlowe gives it a D as well. Uh, Philip Blundell gives it a 6 out of 10. <laughs> and the winner, of course, is Skyjacker, who just says, what transfer window? Agreed. Agreed, mate. Absolutely. Um... And let's have a look at this one. Then we've got Morris World who says LFC flat on and off the field. And we've had another super chat. Thank you so much, Donald. Another six ninety nine. Okay, but we've got Darwin, Gakpo, Diaz, Jota, Carvalho, and Bobby. Sell Mo. Use that money to revamp the midfield. In my opinion, Ox, Hendo, Milder, Nabby, all got to go. Um, listen, obviously, you, you know you've got this thing with Mo at the moment, and I can totally understand it. You know, he's not been playing well. We've, we, you know, prior to the game at the weekend, he had another shot on target in the two previous games. But, and, I, and here's where I agree with you in some ways, and I'm not saying Liverpool should sell Mo. In fact, I'm categorically saying Liverpool shouldn't sell Mo Salah, just to be clear on this. But Liverpool do need, if their model is to sell to buy, Liverpool need to be better at selling footballers. So it could have been Mo two years ago. Could have been Mane two years ago, not at the end for 30 million quid. We should have sold someone at 100 million quid. You know, whether that be Bobby, whether that be Mane, whether that be Mo, we should have sold someone at that price because that's what our model is. And we can't, as much as you might hate the model, and loads of Liverpool fans, I think, deservedly hate the model, you've got to sell if that is your model. And Liverpool just 
Ox is going to walk away at the end of his contract. Kate is most probably walking away at the end of his contract. Milner's probably going to retire. Jordan Anderson looks like he's going the route of James Milner, so we'll get no money for him at the end of his career. Mo looks like he's here to stay at the moment, and we're not going to get any money for him. Who are you selling to fund these players? Cater should have gone. He should have gone. We should have recouped some of that 50 million quid. The fellow before or lady before said we should have sold Nat Phillips at the height. Absolutely, we should have sold Nat Phillips at the height. We probably should have sold Joe Gomez at the height when we thought about Canate and Matip and everything else. If we want to be big and stay big and be brilliant at the top end, then our model is sell to buy. You've got to sell the players, and that might it might be short-term pain, but that's our model. So you do, I understand that, Donald. I completely agree with that. Maybe I don't think it should be Mo, and I don't, but Liverpool have to sell players when they're at the peak of their powers or when they're just about to go over. And Alex Ferguson was brilliant at that. he just sell them just as they were cresting the hill, and then they'd be gone. And that was how they stayed on the top for so long. Um... Okay, let's have a little, little look here. If we can get Mello fit, he would be an asset as a quality player. Oh, my God, really? Couldn't get a game for Juventus? <sighs> I don't know, man, I don't know. Um, oh, Rachel Todd, thank you so much for the super chat. I think Jordan Anderson will retire from football, absolutely. Let's have a look at somebody who agrees with me, uh, disagrees with me, sorry, Andre. Disagree, you have to change the owners. Well, uh, listen, the, the, the club is up for sale, um, if you believe it. Uh, or certainly it's up for a minority shareholder and I think the club's up for sale full stop um, if you want to change the model I think you do have to change the owners um, but it's not down to us to change the owners unfortunately is it and King Wolf probably agrees with that one here uh, he says we seriously need new owners and new owners would be with a model that isn't sell to buy absolutely understand that um, let's have a little look see here Andy Benkins so we're not winding the clock back and find another Stevie G wouldn't that just be glorious Um it would be absolutely glorious. Another one here from Byron Gronenwald. Chris, do you think sorry, Chris, do you think the club was trying to get money for Cater and Ox last summer before they got injured in pre-season? I don't know. I, honestly, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'd like to hope so, but fucking hell, they fucked it up again. Subicare uh, Sakon says, True, Chris, if Bayern sells your model, you've got to do both parts of the model and that's selling. I'd rather have one good player than two average ones. Um, so there you go. I think that's probably about us, isn't it, today? So um, I think... I think Paul's going to be back later on this evening. Um, if there's absolutely no news, I'm, I'm sure he probably won't be back later on this evening. But thank you all for joining me so far. Uh, there's about 678 people watching live this fantastic Tuesday morning of deadline day 2023, the January transfer window. Um, Paul Harris says, you still don't believe we need new signings? I've I, I, I said consistently for the last year that Liverpool need new signings, Paul. But if you want to continue to slander me, you're more than welcome. It's not going to make any difference to my life whatsoever. Um, Sanjay D says, if we need to sell buyers at their sell to buyers at their height, then Alisson, Jota or Trent will have to be sold. <laughs> not Alisson, not Trent. Jota, maybe, maybe. Uh, so there you go. That has been our fan interactive show this January the 31st, deadline day 2023. Thank you so much for joining me on the Red Men TV. We've got a whole host of stuff going on this week. We've got another deep dive coming out uh, on the YouTube channel on Thursday. Hopefully Paul will be back later on tonight. If anything does happen, there'll be a Red Men Reacts for that over on Red Men Plus as well. So thank you so much for joining me and we'll see you all soon. Ta-ra. If you want more an extra Red Men podcast each and every week, but you're unsure what the best platform for it, well, the best platform is, of course, redmenplus.com. But if you are absolutely married to Spotify, if you cannot live without Spotify in your life, you can get the Red Men Plus podcast there now. Simply search for us on there, sign up through there, and you'll be able to access all of the new weekly podcasts from Red Men Plus directly in your Spotify app.